Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see everybody this morning. Glad y'all are all here. Going to do some stuff in the Lord today, right? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for time for this morning. We thank you for the blessing of the sunshine. Most of all, Father, we thank you for the blessing of your son who gave his life for us. We ask that you come into this place today, open the hearts and open the eyes and the ears that they may hear. Let them receive what they came to receive and let you give what they came to get. Father, we ask that you bless the offering that's about to be taken up. Take care of us, watch over us, and keep us safe in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Everybody have a seat. Everybody have a seat this morning. Who's glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. You know, it's been a busy, busy weekend, starting in the middle of the week, but it's been a busy weekend. And I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of y'all for showing up and doing what you do. And I probably don't say that enough. I probably don't say thank y'all enough for what you do. But the ones of you that show up and do what I ask you to do and show up and do what's called for us to do, it ain't my, my praise that you should be looking for. And God may not bless you today with it, but he's going to. You're alive, you're healthy, well, some of you. And you're young, well, some of you. I ain't going to go there with everybody because some of y'all ain't so young no more, but you're still there. You're still doing what God called you to do. And from the bottom of my heart, I say thank you for what you do. And the ones of you that don't do, thank you anyway. Maybe you'll get better. But this morning, I don't do anything, guys. Appreciate it. I appreciate that, but I really don't do. Start. I did. Oh, okay. We got to put. Um, we got to start with a prayer, y'all, because we didn't get it all done this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the time we have to come into your place this morning. I thank you for the time that we have to share the Word of God. Father, I ask that you just make yourself known here this morning. Let everyone feel you. Let everyone know that you're here and that you've never left here and you're always here. Let's open our ears that we may hear and our eyes that we may see. In Jesus' name, Amen. You know, a lot of times I, I get sideways on some of the stuff I'm doing and I get busy and I get wrapped up in what's going on and I get frustrated every once in a while. Y'all believe that? Y'all believe I can get frustrated? <laughs> well, we're not going to go there on whose blame it is, Anna. Okay, all right, let's go into the Word of God this morning. Y'all ready? We're going to go into 1 Corinthians first. I've been learning from Tony, so y'all got to give me a break. <laughs> I've been listening to Tony preach, and he does a pretty good job. Don't y'all agree? Don't tell him too loud, though, because he'll get a big head. I want you to go to verse 18 of chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. 
1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. All right, I'm going to read. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent, and I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the uh, philosopher of the ages? Has not God made foolish? The wisdom of the world, hasn't God made foolish? The wisdom of the world. Think about that for a minute. How crazy does our world seem? We get frustrated with it, don't we? We get aggravated with it. We get confused by it. And we're looking for answers of what are we supposed to do? Who are we supposed to follow? What are we supposed to believe in? What does our moral compass look like? And who sets our moral compass? God's supposed to set it. But who really sets our moral compass? We do. And when we look at the world and we're following what the world's telling us and we're doing what the world says do, how messed up are we? We should be totally messed up. And we should be thinking about what we do in front of other people and how we act and how we walk, what we say. All of that is controlled by who? Who controls what we say? We do. Who controls how we live our lives? We do. Who sets our moral compass? God sets our compass. Now, we may not read it right. We may not know east from west and south from north on his compass, but he sets the compass where he wants it. And his word is the compass that we're supposed to follow. Oh, does God's word always feel good? Is God's word always what we want? No, no. It's not what we always want because what we always want is what everybody else says we should have. But I, David said it. He got ahead of me a little bit. God's word is always right. God's word is always right. Even if it don't feel good, it's always right. Even if it ain't always fun, it's always right. Even if it's not what we want, it's always right. So, Huh? Well, don't get me started on politically correct stuff. Because the first chapter, the first verses I read said the foolish, the wise, the smart, the interpreters, the geniuses of the world are made to look like fools. They're foolish. Why are they foolish? Because they don't read the compass. They're going off their own way. They're doing it the way they want to do it, not the way God said to do it. We get into that, can we? Can we get caught up in it? Can we got, get caught up in their immoral, their unjust, their unpersonalized, their un their way of saying, "Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it." 
If God's word says you better not do it, you better not do it. And it don't matter what you want in life or how you want to live your life. God's way is the right way. Well, what's God's way? What's God's way? That can be determined in a lot of ways, can it? First off, you've got to hear the word of God to have faith. Because the Bible says faith comes from hearing of the word. Does it have to come out of my mouth for you to hear it? Does it have to come out of Mandy's mouth for you to hear it? Does it have to come out of Diane's mouth for you to hear it? It can come out of your own mouth, can't it? But if you don't put it in your heart, you don't put the word of God in your heart, and you don't change your stinking thinking, what's going to come out of your mouth? Stinking talking. Stinking talking is going to come out of your mouth. The way you feel inside your heart, you've got to convince your brain to do right, and then your brain will convince your mouth to do right. Truth? Truth? So the more of the world we put in our heart, listen to me, the more of the world we put into our heart and the more of our wants, our desires, me, 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 the more me we put in there, what's going to come out of my mouth? Me. What I want, what I think, what I believe. We got to stop that, folks. Not only do we got to stop it in our community, our state, our country, our house. What about ourselves? How about stopping it where it starts? Where does corruption start inside of you? If your heart's corrupted, your mouth's going to be corrupted. If your mouth's corrupted, what's your kid's life going to be? What's your family life going to be? What's your job life going to be? What's your city life going to be? Not great. Your country life, how's that going to be? There's always one smart aleck in every crowd. <laughs> There's always one, always one smart aleck in every crowd. But you know what? I'm preaching something this morning. Y'all ain't getting it yet, I don't think. I don't think you're really getting it yet. God's compass is set for the right living. God's word is the compass. God's word is the compass. Where's your compass at? Where's your compass at? In your purse, in your car, in your house. Y'all giving all these places that you're... God's compass better be in your heart. It says, write the word of God in your heart. Can you remember every verse of the Bible? How many of y'all can remember 12 verses of the Bible? How many of y'all can reverse, remember 20 verses of the Bible? God said the only thing I need to remember about the Bible is the name of Jesus. It says, call upon my name. If I can remember Jesus in every situation, I got it pretty well made, don't I, Michael? Ooh, Mandy's preaching, y'all. Listen to her. You see, everybody always asks me questions like, what are you going to preach on Sunday? Whatever God tells me. Well, why don't you preach on this? Because God didn't tell me to. Well, why don't you preach it? Because God didn't tell me to. 
you got to train yourself to listen to the Word of God. And how do I train myself to listen to the Word of God? Ooh, now I'm going to get on your toes. Y'all ready? First thing I got to do is I got to spend some time with God. I got to spend some time with Him. God don't want weekend Christians. God don't want visitation every other week. God don't want visitation once a month. God don't want visitation at Easter and Christmas. God wants you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year plus. It ain't about what you feel like doing. It ain't about your situation. It's not about, well, I got things I got to do today. Because it ain't about you, boo-boo. Suck it up and get your tails in church where you belong. Get yourself in the Word of God. Spend some time listening to the Word of God. Whether it comes out of your head or out of the book of the Bible, wherever you get in the Word of God from, get the Word of God in you. Am I clear on that today? And it ain't about what you think it should be. It ain't about your idea of the interpretation of the Scripture. I had somebody, and I don't remember who it was, if I offend somebody this morning, I apologize in advance. Somebody was talking to me about, they were reading the book of Luke, I think it was, and they said that it's in there it said that in parentheses on one of the verses, it said that that was added to the Bible after it was written. Well, I've been around for 63 years, almost. The Bible's been around for how many years? A couple, couple of thousands. It's been in every Bible I've ever seen. And it doesn't matter if the story was added after he wrote the book or not, it's still the Bible. And the Bible tells me in that story that they're talking about that the woman committed adultery and she was brought to Jesus. And Jesus said, where's your accusers? And your accusers left. And he looked at her and said, where are your accusers at? She said, I have none. He said, I accuse you not either. Now, is that the word of God? That's the truth, ain't it? Does it really matter when it was put in there? When did it get put in your heart? When did it get put in your heart to stop judging people? When did it get put in your heart not to look at what other people are doing until you look at yourself first? Some of us in this room still have that problem today, don't we? We still look at what other people are doing and point fingers and start blaming and say, they shouldn't have done that. They did this. They Turn your compass on, people. But then at the end of that story, because there was nobody there to accuse her, what did Jesus say? I accuse you not either. Go and sin no more. Oh, we all make sin, don't we? We all make boo-boos, don't we? Jesus' word says, I forgive you because your accusers aren't there. You see, my accuser was Satan. But can I tell you all a secret? He got his butt whooped. He got his butt whooped by Jesus first. And then he got his butt whooped by me in March of 1986. March of 1986. I said, enough is enough. 
I need Jesus. From 1986 to the day, Satan has no control over my life. The only control he has is what I give him. And a lot of times I want to blame the devil. I want to blame the devil for what I'm doing. And reality is the word tells me it's my own lust, my own pride, my own greed, my own corruption that I'm looking at. And I'm blaming the devil for it. So we got to stop, don't we? We got to stop blaming the devil. We got to stop blaming God because he ain't answering our prayers. We got to stop worrying about what we think is the right thing. And we got to get in the Word of God and find out what it is. Oh, but I don't have to go to church to learn the Word of God. If you learn the Word of God, you'll find out you need to be in this building because he said, forsake not the assembly of my people for justification and sanctification. Ooh, I'm quoting scriptures left and right today, ain't I? But you know what? We need to be in this place on Sunday mornings. We need to be on this place on Tuesday nights. We need to be in this place on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, Sunday. We need to be in the place of God every time we get a chance because we got so much of that junk out there that's telling us how to live that we'll put that in our lives, but we don't want to put no God in our lives. It's time to put some God in your house. It's time to quit living for what you want and start living for what God wants. It ain't about you, boo-boo. So suck it up, buttercup. Build a bridge and get over it. Start living for God. That's the way it is. Oh, I'm going to talk, Liz. I am going to talk to you this morning. Like I said, I've been, I've been studying Tony's techniques. Why don't you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You don't have to go there, but write that down because I want you to read it later. Y'all ready? When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superiority, superior wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I ain't the smartest man in the room, people. I'm not the only authority in this room. I'm the man that's reading the word to you this morning. God's the superior of it. He supplies me with what to do. Y'all ready for more? For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and with trembling. My message and my preaching were not spirit, were not with wise and perspective words, but with the the, the dem demonstration, I'll get it out in a minute, the demonstration of spirit powers. Did y'all catch that? It came from God. It didn't come from me. So that your faith might be not, your faith might not rest on man's wisdom, but God's power. It ain't got nothing to do with how smart I am. Can I tell you something else, boo-boo? It ain't got nothing to do with how smart you think you are. It comes from God. Your life should come from God. I don't care how educated you get. 
I don't care how uneducated you don't get. But I can tell you this, you better get educated with the Word of God. Amen. You better listen to the Spirit talking to you, and you better do what God says to do, no matter what it is He tells you to do. If He tells you to get up on Sunday morning and go to church, get up and go to church. If He tells you to get up in the, morning, in the evening after you've had a long day of work, and you're hot and you're tired and you're hungry and you're sleepy, and He tells you to go see somebody at the Bible study, you better go. Because you know what, boo-boo? He really don't care how tired you are. <laughs> don't get ahead of me. <laughs> she did it again. Because, see, when I'm at my weakest, that's when he's at his strongest. When he shows up, he'll make me show off. Am I right? He will make me strong enough to do whatever he called me to do. He will make me wise enough to spread the word of God when he gives it to me. He will tell me what to say and what not to say. He'll tell me how to live. So maybe we need to start doing what some folks told me this the other day, and I kind of laughed about it. God was pretty smart when he created the man. You know it? He gave us two ears to listen with. Well, there's supposed to be a filter in the middle. <laughs> there's two ears. There's two ears and one mouth. You know why he gave you two ears and one mouth? Because you should listen twice as much as you talk. And some of y'all, if y'all would listen half as much as you talk, y'all would be some smart folks. Am I right? If you learn to listen as much as you talk... You might learn something. You might learn something. Most especially if you listen to the Holy Spirit talk to you. Mm -hmm. I'll say that again. Most especially if you listen to the Holy Spirit talk to you. Oh, I'm, I'm being mean this morning, ain't I? Charlie asked me when I came in the door. He said, what's wrong with you this morning? I'm frustrated. I'm aggravated. Why am I frustrated and aggravated? I don't know. I had oatmeal and bacon for breakfast, two cups of coffee, three now, because I took a drink of Charlie's coffee a while ago, and that was at least three cups. <laughs> we do ever, we do, I'm back to reading again, chapter, verse 6, chapter 2. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature but not the wisdom of this age or the rules of this age or the coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden that God disdained for the glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understand it, for if they did, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those he loves and the ones that love him. Do you hear that? Do you love God this morning? Do you really love God? You remember when Peter denied Christ three times? When Jesus came back to him, what did he do? 
when they were sitting beside each other, what did Jesus say to him? Do you love me? He said, yeah. Feed my sheep. He said, do you love me? Yeah. Feed my sheep. The third time he asked him, do you love me? Yes. Feed my sheep. Why do you think Jesus did it three times? He sinned three times. He was forgiven three times. And he was also given instructions what to do, wasn't he? Each time he told him what to do. So when you ask God for forgiveness for your sins, what's he going to tell you? Do you love me? Feed my sheep. It's a kind of a written thing, isn't it? But do you apply what you've read? Do you feed a sheep? Do you? Answer that question for yourself. I can't answer it for you because I don't know what you do half the time. I don't keep up with y'all. Believe it or not, I don't spend my whole day checking up on all of you. Now, a couple of you I have to just because I have to. Y'all get that after a while. Guys, y'all think when me and Charlie walk in this door to this building up here that we're here to pick on y'all, that we're here to make you do things we're supposed to make you do. Can I tell you a secret? No matter how bad we think we are, no matter how tough we think we are, we can't make you do anything. But my God can make you wish you had of. My God can make you wish you had been obedient. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen, guys. There's going to come a day that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess him as Lord. I just pray it ain't too late. For some, it probably will be too late. But that day is coming. I got to go back and read this verse again. None of the rulers of this age under understand it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God, listen, y'all ready for this part of that verse? But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. How do we get in touch with God's spirit? How do we get in touch with God's spirit? How do we get to have a conversation with God's spirit? How do we get to have that conversation with him? Pray, ask, read, listen, feed the sheep. All that's wrong. Every bit of that is wrong. In order for us to hear God's spirit, there's one thing we got to do. We got to get on our knee and ask Jesus into our lives. We got to get saved. That's the number one thing before anything else can happen. You've got to accept Christ as your Lord and Spirit, uh, the Savior. <laughs> I got a spirit in my head this morning. It's just, the Spirit's just rolling on me, and it's all over me this morning. But we've got to receive Christ this morning. You've got to receive Christ before anything else can happen. And then we've got to do something else. Tony said it. 
we got to repent. And when we repent of our sins, what's that mean? Suck it up, buttercup, and stop doing what you've been doing. Learn to do something new. Learn how to live the way God intended you to live. I'm going to steal one of Charlie's favorite lines. Stop being what God never intended you to be. And start being what he intended you to be. Am I right? I hate to say it when Charlie's right, but God, he was. Every once in a while, he gets it right. The Spirit searches all things, even, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of men except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except by the Spirit of God. Oh, I got to be in touch with the Spirit where I know what the Spirit says. And I got to be in touch with the Spirit before I can understand what God wants me to do. Ooh, I'm preaching something big this morning. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. How many of y'all want to live by the world spirit? Why not? It's fun. You get to go out drinking and partying and sleeping in on Sunday morning. And you get to do a lot of things in this worldly spirit, don't you? And I tell you something else you get when you live in the world spirit. You get to go to hell. You get to go to hell. When you live in the world, live for the world. Live the way the world wants you to live. Live the way you want to live. There's a reward for that. It's called hell. And hell, no, you don't have to go. No, you don't have to go to hell. All you got to do is humble yourself, turn from your wicked ways, and ask God into your life through Jesus Christ. And how hard is that to do? How hard is that to do to ask God to come into your life? Depends on the day. <laughs> how about it depends on the hour? Well, let's really break it down. Depends on the moment. Because somebody out there this morning, within the sound of my voice, right this moment, the Holy Spirit's knocking on your heart. They're saying, you need to give your life to Christ this morning. Right now. Maybe in this room, maybe in Africa, maybe in Asia, maybe in China. I don't know. Somebody somewhere right this moment, the Spirit of God is talking to them, telling them they need Christ. And if you're hearing that in your heart, let me tell you something. No better time than right now to ask him because he's definitely listening. He's definitely tuned into you. If you feel it right now, He's sitting there with his in the ready, set, go mark, waiting on you to say, Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I need to turn my life over to you. I need to stop living the way I've been living. I need you to forgive me of my sins, and I need you to come and live inside of my heart, my heart, right now. How many of y'all are willing to admit 
that you need Jesus right now. How many of y'all are willing to admit that even though you may have said that prayer 50 times in the last two weeks, how many of y'all will admit this morning you need to, I need it right now. I need it right this minute. I need God to come into my life. Not only do I need him to come, but I need to be willing to serve him when he does. I need to turn my life over to him. And what's it mean to turn your life over to God? Really? What does that mean? Stop being what you were never intended to be and be what God intends you to be. But, J.R., I don't know what he intends me to be. Stop being what you are. And listen to what he tells you. And then here's a really remarkable thing. Once you listen to what he's telling you, actually do it. Don't put no fakeness to it. Don't put no, well, I'll get to it tomorrow. <laughs> I know a lot of people right now that wish they had a tomorrow that don't got tomorrow. I get tickled on Facebook sometimes. It says, tell everybody on Facebook that you love them because you may not be here tomorrow. I think you better tell God you love him and you better accept him as your Savior if you haven't because you may not be here tomorrow. Tomorrow may be too late. Your game over flashlight might flop on here any time now. Could be any second, couldn't it? I know preachers, preachers ain't supposed to tell you all, all this stuff, right? We're not supposed to tell you that there is a hell. And we're not supposed to tell you that you've got to stop doing it your way and do it God's way. And for God's sakes, we're not supposed to get in your business and tell you you're doing something wrong. This whole month has been Pastor Appreciation Month. And you know what? I appreciate y'all appreciating me. But you know what I'd appreciate more than anything else? If you'd listen to what I told you. That's the greatest way to show appreciation is start actually doing what we ask you to do. You want to appreciate us? Do what we teach. Because we don't get up here and teach this because it's easy. We don't get up here and teach this because we just can't wait to do it. I can't speak for Charlie, but there's times when I get behind his pulpit, I'm sitting there going, oh, God, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk to them about that because I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. And God looks down at me and says, see, your feelings get hurt or mine. My feelings were made to be hurt. He created me for my feelings to be hurt. What are you created for today? Are you created to live for this world? Are you created to continue living in this world the way you've been living? Oh, I'm talking to Christian people too. I ain't just talking to the lost. I'm talking to everybody. Are you intended to be what you aren't? Do you intend to keep doing it always? You might need to study some of the Word of God and find out what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, I get calls all the time. J.R., my finances are in trouble. My job's in trouble. My life's in trouble. My kids are driving me crazy. My wife is driving me nuts. My husband is driving me crazy. You know what my favorite thing to say to people about that is? How do you think God feels? How do you think God feels right now? 
stop trying to do it on your own. I used to get aggravated at Charlie. He'd say, when somebody called him, he'd say, first thing I'm going to ask him is, did they pray about it first? I'm going to tell you something, guys. You want a happy home? Put God in it. You want a good job? Take God to work with you. You want a good financial statement at the end of the month? You want that? Come on. Somebody say amen because y'all said amen on everything else. <laughs> put your tithes in the plate when it comes by. Put your stuff where you're supposed to put it. Oh, J.R., tithing ain't even mentioned in the New Testament. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, we don't have to tithe no more because that was the Old Testament. No. God didn't change one bit from the day he created the earth to now. To fulfill it. So, yeah, I talked about tithing. When I look back on that board and I see $887 as an offering, when I need 1300 a week to make it, yeah, I'm going to say something about your tithing. About 30 days, it's going to be cold out there. And believe it or not, 1st November is coming up tomorrow. Our lease is up tomorrow. We've got to make a new lease. I look back at those numbers and I say, Ooh, do I really want to sign another three-year lease and make myself responsible for that? But you know what God told me? Y'all ready for what God told me? I got this. You just go ahead and sign it. I'll get the money out of their pockets. <laughs> huh? <laughs> That's because I get to go first. <laughs> oh. The only problem is he don't have to go around talk, saying it. He already got it. <laughs> Guys, I love y'all. And like I said at the beginning of this, I'm proud of y'all. And I love being your pastor. It's hard sometimes to be your pastor. It's hard sometimes to get myself motivated to come up here. But you know what? I figured out something that God revealed to me. It ain't about you. It's about him. It's about me being obedient to what God tells me to do. And it'd be really hard for me to tell you to be obedient to what God tells you to do if I'm not being obedient. So it could be hard for you to judge somebody else when you ain't being obedient. So if you like judging folks, you like being right all the time, you better get right with God. And if you do it the way God does it, there won't be no bad judgment, will there? Because that woman in that story I told you all about, that adulterous lady, they caught her. Is there any little kid? Little bitty kid yeah, I can't say that. They caught her right in the middle of something. And they drug her out in the street the way she was. And they brought her to Jesus trying to trick him into making a, a sinning. And what did he do? He put it back on them, didn't he? When you go before God accusing somebody of something, guess what he's going to do? He's going to put it right back on you. And he's going to say, the one among you that had no sin, cast the first stone. And if you're foolish enough to throw that stone, 
you better get ready for the judgment that's coming. Because it ain't coming on the person you're accusing. It's coming on you. Am I preaching something? Yeah, Charlie. Uh -huh. He never moved. He said it in minutes. <laughs> well, he he knew they weren't supposed to anyway. Guys, I love you. If you're in this room today and you don't know Jesus, it's your fault. It's open to you right now. This altar is open. If you leave here today without Jesus in your life, it ain't on me. It ain't on the church. It's on you. Because you've got an opportunity right now to ask Jesus in your life. You're watching this video somewhere, or you're listening to this on a radio station somewhere, when we fade to black, don't blame us because you didn't get the word. Because the word is out there. Can't, you can't blame WOTG. You can't blame Branson Television. You can't blame nobody except yourself. And when you stand before God, don't make excuses you didn't hear the word. Because he's provided it for you. Y'all hear me? There's anybody in this room right now that needs something from God this morning. Whether it's salvation, whether it's repentance of your sins, whether it's you need a healing prayer, you just need somebody to say, it's going to be okay. These altars are open for you. If you've got the courage to stand up and come on up here, come on. There'll be somebody up here to talk to you. And we'll lead you in that prayer. We'll lead you in the prayer that you need. But it's on you to do it. So if you leave here today, you came here this morning hurting about something, you came here with sin in your life, you came here with doubt or fear, you leave here today with that same fear, it's on you. you got to make up your mind. Do I want to serve God in the right way? Or do I want to serve the world? It's up to you. The invitation is open. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Just pray to yourselves. I'm not going to pray for you this morning. I'm just going to ask you to pray. If you're praying this morning, I'm going to stay here until you get through. I don't care what it is. I don't care what's going on in your life. You got problems in your life today? You don't know what God wants you to do? Right now is the time to find out. Oh, but God, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, I think. If you got doubts this morning, come talk to him. You got fear this morning, definitely get up here and talk to him. If you're trying to make a decision in your life, talk to God about it. If you leave here today carrying that fear and that doubt with you, it's your fault. You need to come. Be willing to lay it down. And I got another secret for you. When you lay it down, don't come back and pick it up. Because you just gave it to God. So let everybody pray that needs to pray. We got all the morning. We got plenty of time. I got through early. Well, about 10 minutes. No hurry this morning.
guilt coming through in your heart. Guys, let that guilt be relieved this morning. Let that fear be relieved. Let that anxiety be washed away. Figure out what God's got for you. Stop being what you don't want to be. Father, examine each heart in this room. Examine each heart in the sound of my voice. There's unanswered questions. Father, just keep tugging on them until they get the answers. Searching for peace, and love, happiness. Father, show them where to find it. Teach them about the Word of God. Show them how to find their answers in the Word. Because Jesus... You said you are the truth, the light, and the way. And that no one comes to the Father except through you. I encourage everyone in this room and everyone in the sound of my voice, learn to talk to Jesus. Learn to talk to him. Let his strength be your strength. Let his wisdom be your wisdom. Learn what he learned when he was on earth. Man does not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. Greatest verse ever said to him. I pray that you bring financial blessing upon each person in this room. I pray that you bring health, healing to the ones that need it. I pray that you give strength and courage to the ones that are weak. I pray that you give wisdom and lack of fear to the ones that are living in fear. If you're walking in this place today, not knowing where you're supposed to be, that God will open the door for you. Watch over us, lead us, guide us, and direct us. Keep us safe and bring us back tonight that we can hear another message from you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Les, you got a word for me back there this morning, bro? Of course he does. Yes, I do. Is that you got a whole bunch of hard-headed people in your church. You speak to them every Sunday about God. And we seem to forget it as soon as we hit the parking lot. So why don't we just keep God today a little bit closer? He wants to get closer to us. Mama Rose, let's go get a taco or something. God bless you. Good Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.